0: you're now listening to locked on 76ers part of the locked on podcast network today we're going to be diving into more ben simmons drama let's get into it
1: you are locked on
0: 76ers your daily philadelphia 76ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome into Locked On 76ers. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. I am your host, Kai Carlin of Sixers Wire with the OG Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Keith, what's going on, man?
1: What's good, man? What's good? Listen, we're going to be talking about a variety
0: of topics today. We're going to get into Andre Drummond's impact. We're going to get into the latest Ben Simmons uh, update in this crazy saga. And we're also going to talk about how this team has really turned around. But first, we're going to start off with Andre Drummond. And Keith, you know, the Sixers, they signed Andre to a, um, what was it, a, a veteran's minimum contract mm-hmm. in the, in the offseason. And, you know he he was he was a former two-time all-star he's really been a starter his whole career it's kind of been a new role for him um but really he's been pretty solid coming off the bench he had 16 points, 23
1: rebounds, five assists and three blocks in the win over the Grizzlies on Monday. Yeah, he played well. You know, the thing about Andre Drummond, initially I didn't think he I was well I shouldn't say I didn't think it was going to work out. I thought that he would be a good um addition in regards to uh Athleticism and in regards to the things he can do on the floor. My question is there's two things. Did he want to be a bench player coming off the bench? Yeah. And B, did he want to be a bench player to Joel and B based on their, their past history? You know, for people who don't know, um, Joel used to always trove drum drumming when they played, and and it it got to a point where it was just it was funny. But it became like, dang, I can't can't believe he did that to him. So all of a sudden you're saying, okay, you're going to sign Drummond to be his backup. So to me, that was a shocker, right? But when you look at it last night, you know, he started in place of Embiid, um, who, uh, you know, missed the game because of rest. And he just performed. You know, sometimes you get reserves who want to basically um, be, how do you call it? They want to mimic the guy who they're replacing. Nah, Drummond was out there being himself and, you know, 23 rebounds were huge. His three, uh, his, his, uh, three blocks and two steals were huge. And you look at him and you say to yourself, like, you know, this guy is balling. I mean, this guy is doing everything that he can do to help the 76ers. So to me, you know, this might be the best addition that the Sixers had in a, in a couple of years, like since Tobias, since, um, since Tobias and, and, and since when they picked up, um, uh, Jimmy Butler, you know what I mean? You look at Andre and you say that he's the best addition that they had since then, in my opinion.
0: Um, yeah, I, I mean, Andre has been, Andre has been great. And honestly, Keith, I kind of had the same doubts you did. I was just like, why would he give up being a starter? Which he has been a starter his whole career. Starter in Detroit. you made, he made two all-star games. He was a starter in Cleveland. He was even a starter with the Lakers, um, but unfortunately, it didn't work out in L.A. for him. But now he's going to give all that up to be a backup to Joel Embiid, a guy who Joel has, as you said, trolled him and said some wild stuff about him, like all over social media, whenever the two of them would, would match up. Now, I know Drummond came back at him. I know that it wasn't just Joel. It was like the two of them kind of went back and forth. But it was always, you know, Joel always got the best of Andre in you know, majority of those matchups whenever they did match up. So that, that was always the big question mark for me. Like, how would Andre play with Joel? How would he play behind Joel? And he, he, he's really done a pretty solid job. Uh, I think I saw, Keith, that like he's the first sixer to have four 20-plus rebound games in a season since, I think, Chuck Barkley. So I, I, like, I feel like he's been a terrific addition for them. And, and, and that kind of makes me wonder, Keith, and I know there's still a lot of basketball left to be played. We're now 50 games into the year. But looking ahead to the offseason, do you re, do you consider resigning drummond to like another deal
1: i mean unless there's a minimum i, I think they may not they may have a tough time resigning yeah the, yeah, you know yeah,
0: I, like that that's the big thing yeah like because do you because
1: maybe andre maybe he wants a bigger role too maybe i mean like uh, to me i would like yeah i would love to resign him if i was the 76ers but you know i think you're going to come up on come off some money like if they're if they're willing to do that and let me let me just clarify for certain people. Some people may say, "Well, Pompey, how are you saying he's the the best addition when he's coming off the uh, off the bench and other guys were in the starting lineup?" He's the best addition for this team, in my opinion, because of the Joel Embiid injury factor. When Joel, we know that Joel Embiid, you know, he's been relatively healthy this year, but we all know that Joel Embiid is going to miss certain games, and right. you need someone that's going to be able to step in. And, and that's what he does. So, you know, that's why, in my opinion, he's the, the, the best pickup since Tobias. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, if, if, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are going to be some teams with some money that's going to try to pay uh, pay him. I'm not saying he's going to get a max or anything like that, but they're probably going to pay him. And I think, like the Sixers, like, you know, you got to think long and hard because, you know, can uh, Charles Bassey, um, can Paul Reed, um, uh, B-Ball Paul, um, can, can he uh, can, can he do something? Like, and, I, and I think that right now, like, you got to take a long, hard look at Bassey to see if he can replace him. But I think some of the things that the Sixers, like, struggle at, like rebounding and all that, that other stuff, you know, I, I think that that's drumming strength. And I think that if they can make it work, if they can make it work, It will be a wise investment to bring him back,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. And I feel like you know that's definitely something that they should absolutely consider. And uh, honestly, just the Drummond factor you kind of think of all the backup big men who have backed up Joel, right? There's been Dwight Howard, there's been Al Horford, there's been um, there was a stretch where they had Amir Johnson and and Greg Monroe and and guys like that. Out of that group, Keith, do you think Drummond has been the best backup? to Joel during this era?
1: Of course, of course. I mean, you know, you know, of course, because, you know, what they got is, you know, Noel, when Nerlens was a backup, he was extremely raw. You know, Ja was raw. You know, Rashawn Holmes, were, they were raw. And the problem is Nerlens and Ja were like, at that point, starter level guys. So they really weren't happy here, right? They wanted mm. to go elsewhere. Um, you look at uh, the other guys, you know they were dudes who they basically picked up and, and 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 did certain things. Now, now like Al Horford was a backup for him a little bit, right? Right. Um, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I like, started with him, but yeah, yeah, he he started, but then it got to a point where it, it was weird. Like it was a weird situation. Like let's keep it one hundred. Al was the starter, right? But then all of a sudden, when MB came out of the game, Al slid to the center spot. Right. So they basically rotated them in, um, like. You know, one would start. He, Al would start. He would rotate them, and and then I uh, rotate Joe out, and then they would go back and forth. But then they would start again at the second half. Then they would do back and forth, and then they would close out the game with both of them mm-hmm. on there. Right. The White Howard was was good. He was exciting, but he couldn't replace beat in the starting lineup. No, like he just couldn't start. Right. Another thing. Um. Uh. It just seems like he was a technical waiting to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? He got ejected, stuff like that. So when you look at it, you have to say that Drummond is by far the best replacement and backup. They have been be like you say, rebounding champion, two time all-star, you know, he has a a pretty good resume. He's still relatively young and good shape. Yeah. He's the best backup that they had, uh, to, for um for MB.
0: Yeah, and, and honestly, like he's he's also proven himself to be a passer, too. And, you know, Andre had five assists. And, and we all know Andre's kind of... His passes can be a little bit adventurous. But I feel like for the most part, just at, from a scoring standpoint, from a guy who can rebound and a guy who can start, you know, in, in place of Joel and still continue to be productive, I, I feel like this is by far kind of been the most... Uh, it's kind of like the most bang they got for their buck in terms of the backup big man spot to Joel, which is always... It's it's always something they have to figure out every single year. So this is definitely Andre's been a big help to this team. Coming up next, we're going to be diving into the latest Ben Simmons saga. Uh, But first, we're going to hear from Prize Picks and TurboTax. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too. It's easy to use. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. PrizePix offers a variety of options. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of, from points scored to rebounds, even steals. PrizePix allows mixed sport entries. I picked an over on Jimmy Butler and an under on Kyle Kuzma, and PrizePix doesn't just offer NBA. They have options on the college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. For a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point. But you must use code MBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code MBA. $50 for free if a player in your prize picks entry scores a single point. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your house. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need and if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they'll do it all for you. The TurboTax Live experts and interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax Live. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern time and Locked On NBA will be covering it live from 2 p.m to 4 p.m join kim becker john corrales locked on fantasy basketball host josh lloyd and nba veteran antonio daniels and get analysis of every blockbuster move subscribe to locked on nba youtube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live all right keith so the latest ben simmons saga man you know like you know we we all know the what the situation is you know it is what it is um, ben doesn't want to be here he wants out but the Sixers are not going to trade him for anything which they shouldn't you want to get a big star for Ben Um, but you know like there was a report from uh, Ramona Shelburne over at ESPN and the, the thing that kind of stood out to me Keith was Ben is upset that he felt like he got blamed for the loss in game seven to the Atlanta Hawks right and and he felt slighted about that because according to Ramona Simmons did not blame Embiid for his poor showing in the playoffs against the Toronto Raptors in 2019 so I I just I I don't understand why Ben is upset over that but I'm just I want to get
1: your opinion on it first I don't know man it's just one of these things like I guess when it's all said and done we all want to Everybody's gonna be happy, like both sides. You know, it it's you know, I mean, things are, you know, Ben is is telling his side of the story. You know, I, I just, well, people are telling it through Ben. Um, you know, and and it's it's just one of those things where to me it's just tough because like I just can't wait for this marriage to end. Right. You know what I mean? Like right now they're separated, it's not a full divorce. Yeah. but I can't wait till they get that divorce <laughs> whenever it comes that way that it can be a little bit of normalcy right about now you know what I mean so it it is it, it's, it's just a tough situation but what's your your thoughts on it well I mean it's
0: just it's it's I first of all I completely agree because the whole thing is getting annoying it's kind of like it's kind of like what you said like they ha- they're not really divorced and like they're kind of separated and let's just say like like you know, there's kind of like whispering stuff about one another like like you know through through a kid or something like like that's what it kind of feels like right. Now. I was talking trash on one another. like that's how it kind of gets it's getting petty. like like that's just what what's kind of getting to in, in my opinion. But the fact that I mean, Ben you know talking bringing up Joel in 2019 against Toronto, I mean, Ben didn't say anything about Joel, but I feel like Joel took a lot of heat like from almost everybody for his 2019 performance against Toronto. He didn't shoot the ball. Well, um, he had, I think he was sick. I think game four, I think of that series. when the Sixers were up two games to one and they had a chance to go up three, one, but Joel got sick and the Raptors won game four from that Kawhi Leonard onslaught in the fourth quarter. So Joel took his lumps that series, Keith, just Joel kind of was able to bounce back. He took the criticism and now he's kind of an even better player since 2019. And to me, Keith, it's like Ben is hearing the criticism from these 2021 playoffs, and he's not really stepping up to the challenge to be able to become a better player.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you're saying he's not stepping up to the challenge to become a better a better player. And I mean, here's the thing: the thing we got to understand is, is like, let, let's think of it from Ben's um, uh, viewpoint. He wants to get traded. Yes, right. He wants to be out. Which is fine. You know, sometimes sometimes the best way to get out is to be extremely disruptive or say stuff and and basically, you know, make it ugly a little bit, right? Um, you know, uh the the one thing is, you know, it is I, I feel like a lot of this stuff is probably how he felt back then when when the situation occurred, meaning talking about when they lose and they lose game seven and he wakes up or he goes home and he hears something being said, he's like, whoa, whoa. Well, I didn't do that back in the day, right? right? But now we're hearing about it now. So for to our eyes, to our ears, so to speak, it's one of those things where we're saying like, look, y'all, we done moved on. This team just won a game without Joel. Joel was having an MVP season. And this is what we're talking about now. Yeah, man, go ahead somewhere. But again, that was also the reporter did great reporting and got that information. And this was something that he said months ago. Right. Or something he felt months ago. So, you know, it's a good story. It's just that in the eyes of some Sixers fans and other people, the timing may not be right. Like maybe something that could have came out beforehand. Or it would have been better if the Sixers would have probably been blown out as opposed to them winning this game. But when you look at it, yes, there are certain things that Ben has to work on, right? But when you look at it, you know, I'm taking all this stuff like saying, like, this is probably, you know, how he felt and why he wanted to leave. Like, and let's keep it 100. I mean, you've been covering this team for how many seasons now? This is my fifth year. Okay, so you've been covering this team for five seasons now. How long did it take you to realize that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid weren't exactly the best of buzz
0: or on, on, on good accord? I want to say it was after the 2019 playoffs. Like, oh, okay. like, like so during that series against Toronto. Okay. So, so, my, so that was my second year.
1: Your second year. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you get two guys, you had two guys. And both of them wanted to be the alpha dog, right? Yep. Um, They just did like, you know, and, and they should have, I mean, one, like, one was the third overall pick and Joel, he should have been the first one. Ben was the first overall pick. So, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But they came together under dock. So none of this stuff that we hear is surprising. It's just the timing of it. That and, seems well, yes, uh, Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just the timing of now again great reporting like if you would have had it you would have written it if i would have had it i wouldn't have written it so that was great reporting by ramona shelburne but i think that for people it's kind of like man you know this and that now it would be something completely different if the 76ers were still in eighth place or below that struggling to win games but now that the team is a half a game out of first, mm-hmm. they just beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they won what four straight games at home. You know what I mean? When they were struggling at home for a while, yeah, it's like people like, "Yo, not this again." You know, that's what it is, right?
0: And I feel like it's just kind of it's 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 frustrating. Like like that's just kind of like like what it, what it's at, and just for us as people who cover the team, it's just, it's at a point where it's just like, it's like, for me, it's like, all right, man, enough. Like enough already, dude. Like, like this, we, we understand it. You want to go, but just again with you, just the timing is just off. This team has won five in a row, four and a They're four and zero oh on this current homestand. They got a game against the Washington wizards on Wednesday where they will look to wrap up the, uh, the homestand before going on the road real quick. And and, and it's just like, it's it's really just strange that this is coming out now. And it just, it kind of feels like to me, Keith, that like Ben saw their success and said, uh-uh, I want the attention back on me.
1: Now, I don't know if I would do that, go that far. I mean, I, you know, it could be, but I, I try not to think that way. I, and, and the reason being is because, you know, it, it's two ways to look at it and some people do it or or you can look at it like, you know, you can say more so than saying that the tension on me you can look at it and say, Yo, I'm tired of sitting at home waiting for them to make a deal, get me out of here. <laughs> right, so right, then right, the attention on them, yeah,
0: right. I, th- th- like, that's pretty much what I meant. I mean, like, yeah, I just kind of okay. I, I like you know, where I kind of could have worded it differently, but yeah, like that's kind of what it feels like. It's like, dude, like, I don't feel like sitting at home anymore. I want to, I want to play again, and yeah, I want to ball again, yeah. but but I, but I don't want to play for y'all, you know, and it's just, it's like. Like that's kind of where it's at right now. And, and, and that's what I meant. It's just, you know, yeah. we, we, we both know that Ben Simmons, you know, we both know how good he is. So it's at this point, you know, it's going to, um, it just, it is what it is at this point for them. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about how, what the team has done to really turn things around now that they are the number three seed in the Eastern conference. But first, We're going to hear from Built Bar. It's the new year. So that means new year's resolutions, right? If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or, or waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Bilt is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Bilt.com often to see what's new. Go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com.
1: All right, Keith. So Sixers have turned things around, man.
0: Um, Remember they, they were kind of hovering around the sixth seed. They were, you know, kind of hovering around what the play in tournament was. And, but, but since then, man, they've won five in a row. They're eight and two in their last 10. They're now 31 and 19 on the season. They're the three seed in the East and they're just a half a game back of both the Chicago bulls and the Miami heat for number one in the East. Um. I'm going to touch on it, but I want to get your opinion on it first. What's kind of been the biggest turnaround for you for this team over the last, like, 10 games or so?
1: And why I got to go first. To because you're the uh, OG, man. You're the OG. Uh, OG means just hold. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 you got so. wisdom, man. You got the wisdom. <laughs> so, so, I, you know, I, there's two things. I, I think that, and we touched on this yesterday, I think Tobias Harris is playing better, right? That right. That's one thing. But also when you look at it, you got a lot of guys like Matisse Thibel, um is, is back, you know, doing the things he can. Um, you know, a lot of their key guys are back there. Now, you know, it, it's weird. Like, you know, there's certain guys on the 76ers team who we tend to take for granted. Like a Danny Green, for instance, or you know, a, a, a George Niang. Well, you don't take George Niang for granted, but what it is is when you have your, I, I know Shake is out and I know Furkan didn't play, but for the most part, when you have your starters intact, so to speak, and and you have those guys, what that does is it gives you more depth. And then a guy like, uh, and what that does is, you know, your rotations are better. You know, you can do a couple of things. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I, I really do. I mean, because, and also like the post COVID thing, like, you know, it was a while that the Sixers, they were just, I mean, all, every team went through it, but when you look at a 76ers team and you say, okay, they're already without Ben Simmons. And then, you know, they may have, I hate to say this, but they may have like eight dudes that you can just basically rely on. And of those eight is only going to be in, and of those eight, two i mean two of them number seven and number eight they're a little bit inconsistent they're a little inconsistent but they yeah. have to play right so when you lose that you know they tend to struggle now one thing i will say is that you know they they did benefit off of playing some i'm not gonna say easy but they had a favorable schedule a little bit of a i soft think schedule. it's going to get a little soft, it's going to get better but i mean get tougher but at the same time i think that Tobias playing better. And I also think that being able to get over COVID and having like their core back, of course, shake hasn't been back, but being able to have their core back and guys being able to play their own, their their original roles. I think that kind of is helping out a little bit.
0: Well, I I mean, I definitely agree with you. That schedule has definitely been solved. You know, you look at January and they had a hell of a January, but Keith, they played the Houston Rockets twice. They're at the bottom of the West. They played the Orlando Magic twice They're at the bottom of the league. They played the San Antonio Spurs twice, who the Spurs aren't the Spurs anymore. Um, they lost to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they, beat, they beat the Boston Celtics, who at the time were struggling, but the Celtics, um, they picked it up a little bit recently. Um, they blew a 24-point lead to the Clippers without Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. They beat the Pelicans, Keith, who didn't have five starters, um, and then they beat the Kings. Um, and then their two most impressive wins to me were at the Miami heat on January 15th. And then the win over the Grizzlies on Monday, like those that, that, over this past stretch, that's kind of been the most impressive wins um, because you're right. It's kind of like n- nothing else has really kind of been all that great. They've kind of beaten up on, on, on some, on some softer teams. Some teams have just been struggling a little bit, but coming up next, um, the, you know they're taking on the Wizards on Wednesday, and the Wizards have been struggling, so like that, that's kind of like a whatever. But they they got two upcoming road games against the Dallas Mavericks on Friday and the Chicago Bulls on Sunday, and then they come home to host the defending Western Conference champion Phoenix Suns. So you got three up. Three of the next four are going to be kind of be really really tough games.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is, and this like you know, like like this game yesterday was a barometer game these next ones are going to be a romper game. And if I'm been like, this is the game. Not, not Washington, but I'm talking about, sorry for uh fast forwarding it, But Friday's game against Dallas mm-hmm. is where I really want to see how they do against Luca. Because, you know, this was when um, this right here is, is when the, the 76ers uh, used to miss Ben Simmons. Like Ben yep. used to be that man. Like Ben was that guy. Like, yo, uh, uh, he would put Luca in jail, so to speak. And are the Sixers going to be able to have somebody who can have as much success as Ben Simmons did? Now, there was one game where Luca broke out of jail, so to speak. But for the most part, you know, Ben had him on lockdown. So that, to me, that's going to be key. I also want to see what they do in that Sunday afternoon game against the Bulls. I would, right. You know, they 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 beat the Bulls twice in, what, in three games. Um, I would like to, you know, they played three games. Like, I mean, it might have been four days, three days, four days. Like, they played the Bulls, then they played Detroit, then they played the Bulls again. So I just want to see what the 76ers can do against the Bulls when the Bulls are, like, coming back saying, yo, we lost to them twice. Let's see what they can do. To me, those are are huge games. Now, I also want to see – how they respond tomorrow or tonight. Right. And the reason why I'm saying that is we know how the 76ers are. The 76ers are that team that when you say they have no chance, they surprise you, but they're also that team. When you say, "Yo, they're going to the NBA finals, they're going to crush this team. They slip up and fumble. And we're talking about a Washington team that lost five games in a row. Bradley Bill isn't playing. There's reports coming out that no one on the team wants to play with Spencer and So you're saying to yourself, Joel's coming back. Oh, they're going to beat the brakes off of him. Let's see. Let's see right. what they can do.
0: Right. Because, you know, the Sixers, you know, they kind of play up to their opponent. They also play down to their opponent. The Sixers did lose to the Washington Wizards on Martin Luther King Day. Um, back on January 17th, and it was a kind of an ugly game for them. The Wizards just, you know, they they kind of smacked them from the jump. That was a return of Bradley Beal from the health and safety protocols, um, and Beal really didn't even have that great of a game. Uh, and Beal got dunked on, actually, by Kyle Kuzma in that game. Um, so, like, there, there was just a lot going on uh, when it came to the Sixers for that matchup. But, yeah, I mean, listen, these upcoming games, um, not, not just the Mavericks and the Bulls, right? And, and I know the Bulls are going to be missing Lonzo Ball, but that's still going to be a really tough Chicago team for sure. And then you got Phoenix coming in here, man, and the Suns. A lot of people were kind of questioning whether the Suns would, you know, still be very would still be all that good. Um, you know, coming off their NBA Finals run, and Chris Paul and Devin Booker and the rest of those boys are still playing terrific basketball. So that's going to be a huge matchup as well. So. We're, we're going to find out a little bit more about this team, Keith. Yeah, the game against the Mavericks on Friday on the road, the Bulls game on Sunday, coming home to host Phoenix. And then an, another team, team Keith, uh, Saturday, February 12th, they host the Cleveland Cavaliers. And and that's a team yeah. that, that could give them some issues just because of the length they have. So
1: a, a lot of big games coming up. Yeah, huge games. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Well, look, for you, bro, it's good, They. They don't play on Valentine's Day, so you get to, you know, spend some time. You, know, you better get that box of chocolates get ready.
0: <laughs> yeah, listen, I saw that. I saw that. I, I, was, I was like, no, Valentine's Day game? Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Brand new relationship. I got, I got to make sure I nail down Valentine's Day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for making Locked on 76ers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. is free and available on all platforms. For the OG Keith Pompey, I'm Kai Carlin. We're out. We'll see you guys next time on Locked on 76ers.
1: Peace.